bunch of podcast wisdom seekers. Ben and Tendi, Ben Revere, Garrett Richards, Whisk Severe. I kick my league ten times a day. What else do I have to say? Busy show today on Fantasy Baseball Today. In fact, so busy, did not even have time for buy or sell or true or false. Two completely different segments. I'm Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Chris Towers. We're going to talk about Vince Velasquez and his early struggles. Talk about some middle infielders that are excelling in areas they've never excelled before. Some people got their first hits of the season, first home runs of the season, first save of the season yesterday. We'll talk about that. Uh, good morning, guys. We've been talking about the NBA playoffs. Yeah, Real quick, who's going to win the NBA championship this year? Go. The Warriors. That was yeah. quick enough. And I'm not going to let this stand, Adam. It's Thursday. America has been clamoring for the hottest new game to just capture people's attention. They're playing it in bars. They're playing it in churches. They're <laughs> playing it everywhere. You buried it at the very end of the show last week. It's unfair. Giant Jenga? What are you talking about? Uh, the the best new game in the world. Do you even know who I am? Oh, with the, like, let's, you name players and I have no idea who they are and you embarrass me. I forgot to put you on the clock for do you even know who I am. All right, we'll play around of that a little bit later. I want to start with some good old-fashioned trivia. Stump you guys. So we know third base is this position with some of the absolute best players in baseball. We had four third basemen, including Manny Machado, drafted in the first round. Can you name right now through nine-ish games the top two third basemen in fantasy, both points and roto. Same guys, They're, same guys. Same guys. Yeah. Um, Daniel Murphy. False. He's not third not base. Not third base eligible. That would make it difficult for him to be number one. Awful wow. guess. Um, I will just, like, I, I really can't is the answer. So I will say Jan Hervis Delarte. He's third. That's a good oh. guess. He's third in points. Good, much better guess than Chris, though, right? Yeah, so I'll give you a hint. One is in the National League West. One is in the National League Central. Jake Lamb. Jake Lamb is number one. At, one's in National League Central? Yeah. Travis I'm, Shaw. No. I'm looking at the uh, Fangraphs leaderboards. I think I have it. Go for it. That's cheating. Eugenio Suarez. Eugenio Suarez. Yeah. 43% owned, batting 429 with two home runs, five walks, four strikeouts. And three doubles, also eight RBIs for a 25-year-old who wasn't very good last year, but in 2015, Suarez hit 280, slugged 446. That's something, right? And he's he's got power. Uh, he's got 20 homer power. We know that. But uh, he, did, what do you think? Is there a chance Eugenio Suarez breaks out this year and is is mixed league relevant? I think he's really streaky, and you should pick him up and ride this streak until he cools off. Okay. In a roto league, is he still pro- eligible at other positions? I don't believe so. Like mm. just corner infield and he third. He was a he was a lot more interesting when he was shortstop eligible. He is only corner eligible and, and third base eligible. Right, people are asking about Eugenio Suarez, so I wanted to to throw him a bone there. He's off to a nice start, and okay, there you go. Uh, he says pick him up while he's hot. By the way, he's much better, usually better, much better against lefties or just better, and has only faced four so far this year. So should be some good production against lefties coming for Suarez. So who stood out to you guys yesterday? What were the big stories in, in fantasy baseball for you? Uh, how about Danny Salazar? Yep. Looked Fire. absolutely dominant. 11 strikeouts in six innings. Had the, uh, the changeup was absolutely unhittable against, uh, a... bad. I don't even know if they're quad A. I think that's a triple A lineup at this point. <laughs> they're, they're a triple A lineup with like four major league hitters. 
and then five AAA guys. And some of those major league hitters are kind of hypothetical. It, well, the White Sox? Yeah. They got Frazier, Melky yeah, Cabrera. Not, yesterday Melky they did not have Jose Abreu. Sure. Oh, yeah. Jose Abreu. Okay. Yesterday they did not have Todd Frazier, for what it's worth. And and Salazar threw six innings, gave up two runs, actually got the loss with 11 strikeouts. If you look at both of his starts this year, this is why Scott didn't really like Salazar. He's thrown six innings, and he's thrown five and two-thirds innings. He has 20 strikeouts to six walks in 11 and two-thirds. The fact that Salazar strikes out so many guys means he doesn't pitch that many innings. But you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna turn down a start like yesterday's. No, and and I'm kind of like if he can just get to a hundred. Normally we're wanting guys to get to over 200 innings, right? Yeah, he's the type of guy that could be a top 25 pitcher with 190. Well, innings. and and 200 innings is like like if you throw 200 innings, you're probably a top 20 pitcher. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it happens yeah. very often. You'd have to be bad. You'd have to have a bad year to throw 200 innings and not be top 20, probably. And usually bad pitchers don't get to 200 innings. Right. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I always sided with you guys on Salazar. I think he's good. But he did walk four in his first outing. The, does Salazar have control issues? I don't know if that's clear. His career has I been a little up and down. He has command issues. Okay. And that manifests as control issues sometimes. Uh, anyone else? Other standouts from yesterday? Elvis Andrews. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about Power two breakout. middle infielders who are excelling in categories they've never excelled in before. Elvis Andrews has three home runs, and Marcus Simeon has four steals. He has never stolen more than 11 in a year. Simeon also is batting, batting leadoff right now, and he has uh, eight walks, ten strikeouts, and he's According to his manager last week, Bob Melvin said Simeon has not been chasing breaking balls as much as he used to. Now, he's batting 172, but there's reason to think that'll come up. Um, yeah, so are you more encouraged by Marcus Simeon's steals, four and four attempts, or Elvis Andrews' home runs, three so far? I would say Simeon steals. Yeah, probably Simeon steals because I think he's – the power we, we believe in with him, so anything else he can add to that I think is useful. Now, that being said, I still like Andrews more than I like Simeon. Right. We pretty much know who Andrews is unless he's going to hit 300 again like he did last year, which was a surprise. He had been more like a like a 260 hitter, but he had a great second half last year batting 314. And I don't know why, like, let's not overlook his steals. He's Elvis Andrews is a very reliable, what, like 25 steals guy? Yeah. I, I think he's got... I would expect him to hit between 280 and 300 and steal between 20 and 30 bases. See, I, the 280 to 300 is questionable to me just because he's been, other than last year, he's been closer to 260, Andrews. I will point out his uh, average exit velocity is 83 miles per hour, which is really, really bad for an everyday player. Um, so just keep that in mind. I, I'm not sure he's exactly hitting the ball consistently hard right now. No, he's not going to. I'd be really surprised, honestly, if he hits double-digit home runs this year. Right. All right, but Simeon, let's talk about Simeon then. Well, let me finish Andrews. Would you rather have Andrews or Peraza? Peraza. Uh, yeah. It, in a roto league, I'd say Peraza because I think he's going to steal more bases. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still not completely sold. And he had a good game last night. I'm not completely sold that he's going to He's up to, to like 330, right? Yeah. He's hitting well, and he's got four steals, I think, Peraza. So off to a nice start. Um, but I don't don't know if he has any extra base. Uh, maybe, but not much. Simeon, 76% owned. Again, he's batting 172. He has not homered yet, and that is actually something he did very well last year. He had 27 home runs. Um, 
what do you make of this? It's a very, it's a very different start, you know, other than low batting average, which he gave you last year. No power, but four steals and good plate discipline. Eight walks, ten strikeouts so far. What do you make of Simeon's start? The interesting thing is, if you look, like if you go to Fangraphs, they will have their uh, grades for players' various skills at the top of their page. And they've always had him with a better speed grade than raw power grade. I think we always thought he was someone that could steal more bases. He had a year where he stole 26 in the minors. I yeah, I, I think he has 20-20 upside. Right. I, I, I expected his homers to come down just a little bit this year. So... 20 may be closer to the ceiling for home runs, but it's definitely the ceiling for stolen bases as well. It's tough to have a middle infielder that's going to hit two in the 230s, though. You know, he, he has to hit like 40 home runs, which is not going to happen. Or, or steal 40 bases. I don't know. Steal 30 bases. But two, 230s batting average is just awful. He hit 238 last year. Is, is that what we expect from Simeon, or could it get better? Significantly better. It, I would expect it to be somewhere like 230. You're saying it was actually 238. Uh, 230s, ex- yeah. I would expect it to be somewhere between 235 and 260, just be- depending on batted ball luck. Yeah, all right. Um, let's talk about Vince Velasquez. Vince Velasquez is 88% owned. You know, yesterday I gave you some pitchers like Jay Happ, and I don't even remember everybody that was on there, but you know, guys who were pretty widely owned, Jeff Samarja, and I said, who could you see yourself dropping? You know after a few more bad starts. And Chris, I think you said most of them. Um I don't yep. I don't remember the specifics. You na- well, you named a bunch of older guys without uh much upside as well. Well, how about Velasquez? Is he somebody that you're going to ride it out for at least a month, let's say, if he continues yep. to struggle? I'm probably not going to start him next week uh at this pace, but I don't know, he might be a two-star pitcher he next probably week. Probably so is we'll a two-star see. pitcher. Um Look, he he, the issue for him last season was inconsistency. I think the issue for him so far this season's inconsistency. He's allowed three home runs. I believe two of them have come with two strikes. He's actually ended 14 at bats with two strikes. Uh, he struck out 10 of those and he's allowed two home runs, a double and a single. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think he's so close. And I think he's so talented that I'm, I'm definitely not giving up on him anytime soon. He's got a 438 BABIP against and a 38% home run to fly ball rate. Like two starts. <laughs> That's, those things aren't going, but, but I, you know, that after two starts, it's not like you can just say that's all luck. He's getting hit hard. And it's not just two starts for Velasquez. It's last year too, you know, he, he was yeah. mostly drafted off of because of upside, not because of production. So other than the Padres game last year. Uh, all right. Mm, I saw a tweet from Chris about Nick Castellanos, who's 82% owned. Nick Castellanos. It's, it's Nicholas now. Oh, is it really? We're being very formal. Really? Just like Mitchell he is, Trubisky. He is Nicholas Castellanos, please. What would you like to say about Nicholas Castellanos? Good old, jolly old St. Nicholas. I think we probably overlooked him. I know last season the rate stats were better than the counting stats because he wasn't uh, a great run producer or a great run scorer, but I think that was as much a product of where he batted in the lineup. He is hitting the ball really hard all over the field. He probably should have had a home run yesterday. I think he bounced it like two feet short of the of the top of the wall. He's hitting the ball 97.9 miles per hour average exit velocity. 
I think he's someone that we might have overlooked coming into the season. I kind of feel like, Adam, since you were so excited about Gregory Polanco, you should have been equally excited about Nick Castellanos. Yeah, you could definitely make that case. And I mean, he's still young. I don't think, I, I think that's one of the things that we don't, we don't consider him young because he's been around so long. Right. But he's only 25 and he just turned 25. Gregory Polanco, by the way, I'll talk about him in a second. Yeah, Castellanos, uh, got off to a great start and then he got hurt and, and then he struggled. But what did he, he like broke a, broke a bone last year, right? You remember? I think it was a wrist injury, wasn't it? Oh, okay. I don't recall. Um, so has he separated himself from any of these guys who were broken left hand? Yeah, okay. So, so I don't know how much that affected him. I think Polanco was playing through injuries. Castellanos went on the DL. So has Castellanos separated himself from any of the following? As these guys were sort of viewed similarly, Mike Mustakas, Ryan Healy, Travis Shaw, Nick Castellanos, Nicholas Castellanos, Mustakas, Healy, Shaw, Castellanos. Has anybody separated themselves in that group? I think I probably like him more than anyone in that group right now. I don't, obviously, because you said Travis Shaw. But I would say that he has elevated himself along with Travis Shaw, who's now struggling again. But I I would separate Castellanos from Mustakas. And he actually, Castellanos last year in particular, his a lot of his profile looked a lot like J.D. Martinez. And so... You know, I wonder, and I've never seen anything about it, but I wonder if he's kind of bought into the J.D. Martinez hatred of ground balls. Uh, we haven't spoken about Amir Garrett yet. We will. Uh, Fantasy Baseball at CBSI.com. We've got your emails. We'll also talk about Mike Leak. And we've got band names. Yesterday we asked you to uh, submit band names for the four of us. If the four of us started a band, what would our band name be? And we've got some pretty good ones. Uh, but before we get to the pitchers from yesterday... Michael Conforto is 32% owned. He led off and he homered. Juan Lagares is going to come back soon. And uh, Conforto, by the way, is 4 for 10 with two home runs, two walks, and two strikeouts so far. Remember, in 2015, he batted 270 and slugged 506, and he had a 335 on base. So Conforto, that was a rookie season. Very good. Terrible last year. They've got to find more time for him. Uh, is he going to be someone who is widely owned? Again, Conforto, 32% owned. Will he be widely owned in a few weeks, a month? You tell I me. Don't, I don't see how it happens, barring injury. What's Jock Peterson's ownership? Uh, it's probably in well, the Well, no, 80s. I mean, Jock Peterson has a job. That's the issue with No, Conforto. but I think that's it's his like, upside. What's the path to a job for, my, for Michael Conforto? The path, I think. No, the path to a job is, sorry to cut you off, the path to a job is the Mets getting some damn sense and playing him over a guy like Curtis Granderson. I Yeah, I don't – Curtis Garrison, I think, would have to go into a really long slump. And the thing is, we've seen long slumps from him in the in recent years that have turned around. Um, Jay Bruce is hitting the ball too well right now to consider benching. He would have been the main candidate before the season, I thought. They should trade uh, him. They should trade him right they now. Tried. They, well, they tried. They tried really but, hard in the offseason. Now he might have value. Uh, is hitting too well to consider moving Jay Bruce to first base, which is something they talked about in the first uh, – in the offseason – yeah, I, I just – it's really hard with the way the Mets are set up right now to see how Michael Conforto becomes an everyday player, although I think he should be. I think he's their second-best outfielder. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's good points you make there, and it's a little frustrating for the 32% of our owners that have 
Well, that's not true. The uh, owners that have Michael Conforto, he's owned in 32% of our leagues, not 32% of our owners. All right, the fringy starting pitchers. These are the guys that are going to be added and dropped off the waiver wire. A lot of these guys are two-star pitchers. Vince Velasquez, by the way, is not a two-star pitcher next week as of right now. Zach Wheeler had a nice start, and he's only walked two so far in f- nine and two-thirds. Uh, now, he was throwing a scoreless outing, Zach Wheeler, at Philadelphia, and you shouldn't overreact to starts against the Phillies. But then he ran into trouble in the sixth. He gave up a couple of hits and a walk. He left the game. Hansel Robles came in, grand slam to Michael Franco, three runs charged to Wheeler. Amir Garrett is now 56% owned. In two starts, he's thrown 12 and two-thirds, given up seven hits, two runs, with two walks and nine strikeouts against the Pirates and the Cardinals, both on the road. Uh, he's He was very good last night, and his changeup has been great. Brandon McCarthy has had two good starts, one against the Padres, one last night at the Cubs. Mike Leake is off to a great start, 13 strikeouts in 14 innings, one run so far against the Reds and the Nationals. Andrew Triggs, RP eligible, is uh, also off to a good start. He only has four strikeouts in 11 and two-thirds, but has not given up a run, earn run yet. And he did strike out about a batter per inning last <clears throat> last year. And I think Jordan Montgomery did enough to get mentioned in today's show. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. What do you I think? said yesterday, five innings, three runs. You said no. He goes four and two-thirds and gives up three runs, two and runs. here we two are. Two earned. Two earned. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense then. The, t- the, the one earned run, unearned run. Yeah, uh, well, no, I mean, he wouldn't have given up the run if not for a stupid error, but Montgomery had 17 swinging strikes. He throws four pitches. He got swinging strikes on all of his pitches. He gave up a two-run homer in the first inning and shut the Rays down after that. I actually thought it was a pretty good debut for him, but he's, he's probably second to last on this list. But, uh, let's talk about these guys. Wheeler, Garrett, McCarthy, Leak, Triggs, Montgomery. Who would you be looking to add right now? Um, I'd be okay with adding Garrett. I'm not particularly excited about what Mike Leake has shown because I would assume he's still Mike Leake. I don't see. But Mike Leake's a two-star pitcher next week. They all are pretty much. I don't know. I am pretty excited about starting Mike Leake on a two-star week next week. He's kind of like two-star Tom. Is he at home? He's got Pittsburgh at home, and he's at Milwaukee. Pittsburgh cannot hit right now. You gotta go get like Mike Leake should be closer to like sixty percent owned. Yeah, but yeah, seriously, I'll go ahead Mike Leake for next week. Everybody on this list, I'm pretty sure, is a two-star pitcher. So like, it could just be matchups. He's got very good matchups. Brandon McCarthy, unfortunately, is facing the Diamondbacks twice next week. Yeah, I'm not really excited about Brandon McCarthy. Um, Amir Garrett is somebody that definitely needs to see his ownership go up again. Triggs, if you're in a points league, it's close to a, a must-add as a spark. Uh, let me tell you what I did yesterday in our podcast points league. I put in three waiver claims, dropping Carlos Beltran in all three. So I knew I was only going to get one of them. Uh, first was Amir Garrett. That was my number one priority. I, I watched a lot of baseball last night. I watched him, and here's what I can tell you about Garrett. He's a gigantic lefty. He used to play basketball for St. John's, um, and he... His main, his most important pitch is his changeup. So he even said if he's commanding the changeup, you know, the results are going to be there. He didn't command it in spring training. He got hit around. So that does worry me a little bit with Garrett. If his changeup's not working, does that mean he's going to get hit hard? Very possible. But he was outstanding last night. Looked really good. Um, my second one was Andrew Triggs because it was a points league. Personally, I kind of feel like it's smoke and mirrors with him, but 
but I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I was not particularly impressed by him watching him last night. I mean, he was going up against the worst lineup in baseball. So yeah, the Royals. Right, you watched him. I watched a little bit. He it, it wasn't. It just felt like a guy who's going to get figured out. I did not realize that he was throwing the ball from like third base. <laughs> right. Uh, I guess I angle. just hadn't noticed that when I'm wa- I'd watched him before. So he he's going to be difficult to pick up for righties, but I don't know how lefties don't just pound him. Yeah. Um. So, but but still. Points league where you can start him. He's got two starts next week, and he's RP eligible. And Triggs has uh, Texas and Seattle at home. Uh, and then my third waiver claim was Aaron Judge, actually, because I'm encouraged by the start he's gotten off to. But um, Garrett, yes. Garrett, I prioritized over both of them. I I will say that watching Jordan Montgomery, I was relatively impressed by the number of swings and misses he was able to generate. Yeah, I don't know how relevant he's going to be. There's going to be some ups and downs. That was his major league debut. But at at the very least, Montgomery should be on people's radar, right? Yes. Anything else to say about this group? I mean, like, who's got the most upside? Could could Amir Garrett be a waiver wire star this year? I would probably say he has the most upside of this group. Either him or Montgomery. Um not Wheeler, Wheeler would have the most upside if he wasn't on a 120-inning uh, limit, which means that even if he does pitch well, he probably won't pitch much past July. Right. Would you drop Brandon Finnegan for any of these guys? No. No, probably not. Would you drop Jay Happ for any of these guys? No. Probably I would not, not either. Would you rather have uh, Senzatella or Garrett? Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. Alex Cobb or Garrett? That'd be a tough one for me. Cobb. Uh, yeah, I'd go Cobb. Garrett has two starts next week? Yes. I'll say Garrett. Cobb might. Cobb has two starts this week. Ah. And uh, Cobb right now, then. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that I'm playing the two start game this early, by the way. If it's a pitcher that I think can help me all year, it's week three. I understand that. I think that's fair. I just don't know that there's enough difference between Garrett and Cobb that the two start. Well, th- this I, is one of those like, like there, there's like some game theory involved. I'm thinking of like the the show where they give you the t- the three doors and they eliminate one of them. Like you've got <laughs> a guy. If you think there's another guy who's very similar to him, I almost like I hesitate to make that move just because like. You've already got one of them. What are your chances of being right? So you said game theory. Do you think it's time to play? No. Do you even know who I am? I, I have so much to do <laughs> on the show today. I'm sorry, it is not. Um, and we'll talk about some bad starting pitchers in a moment. By the way, I also dropped uh, Vince. I no, not Vince Velasquez. I dropped uh, Willie Peralta for Amir Garrett yesterday. So in a different league. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Now look, we've been telling you about movement watches. Okay, this is your chance to get a really nice watch at a great price with. 15% off, 15%, free shipping, and free returns. You can do that at mvmtwatches.com slash fbaseball. That's M as in movement both times, mvmtwatches.com slash fbaseball. I can tell you, honestly, I wasn't that interested in getting a watch until I looked at movement watches. Watches are expensive, and I knew that. They're too expensive, but not movement watches. Check them out. Take a look. MVMTwatches.com slash FBaseball. 
I actually had trouble picking which one I wanted. There were so many that I liked. They're all so affordable. Movement watches start at just $95. So again, it's an awesome offer. It's 15% off with free shipping and free returns. Free returns by going to mvmtwatches.com slash fbaseball, like fantasy baseball. Now's the time to step up your watch game. mvmtwatches.com slash fbaseball. Join the movement. It's beautiful stuff, really. Take a look. Just just peruse. I think you'll like it. All right, bad pitchers from yesterday. Stephen Wright gave up eight runs in an inning and a third. He's 70% owned. Blake Snell was pitching really well. He was cruising along, and then he had some control issues and couldn't get through the fifth inning at the Yankees. That's two discouraging starts in a row for Snell, who's 66% owned. Ivan Nova, 82% owned. He's basically had one bad inning and two starts this year. Uh, and that was... He, you know, he had six innings, three runs, but four runs, three earned last night, but only 1K against the Reds. Jason Hamill got roughed up again. Shelby Miller didn't really do it for me last night or for anyone, and that's uh, that's it. We've got Stephen Wright, Blake Snell, Yvonne Nova, Hamill, and Miller, Shelby Miller. Who's the best of this five-pitcher bunch? Yes. Um, I'm uh... Nova for me. I'm probably just gonna like if these are my five choices. I'm probably just gonna stick with Blake Snell. Hope he figures it out. Yeah, honestly, I'm most interested in owning either Snell or Miller uh, at this point among this group. I guess you know, Nova's fine. What is it that you don't like about Nova? I mean, he he really was very good with the Pirates last year. It was a very small yeah. sample size. He didn't strike anyone out. Um, he didn't strike. I, I don't dislike Nova, but I just don't see any upside. You're not going to get strikeouts, that's clear, but you're also not going to get walks. So he's a guy that, that might be able to help you a lot in whip if he's good. Um, news and notes. Matt Bush has a sore shoulder. So they're not saying that this is a DL thing. Bush could be back on Friday. Apparently he dealt with shoulder soreness last year as well. Uh, Jose Leclerc got in there yesterday and pitched pretty well and he walks everyone, but doesn't give up runs. Uh, is Jose Leclerc a dark horse in the Rangers' bullpen? Yesterday was weird because they went for him for a five-out save, and Jeffers, uh, who I think we all assumed would have been next in line after Matt Bush, um, pitched the seventh and one out in the eighth. So that was kind of weird. Now Leclerc came in, got two outs in the eighth. It was a three-run game at the time. Then the Rangers added two more runs in the ninth, and it was no longer a yeah. save situation, so maybe that's why they left him in. I'm not sure. That that sounds like a reasonable assumption. But I don't know who they would have gone to. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Dyson? I just can't imagine oh, yeah. he was available. I don't know. Well, Leclerc, I mean, I'm just putting the name out there. He's he's got uh, He's done well so far in, in limited big league action, but he he walks a lot of guys. So that's that's a problem. Uh, but Matt Bush with the sore shoulder, it's something to keep an eye on. Todd Frazier's day-to-day. Jason Kipnis was hit by a pitch on the hand during a rehab assignment. He was removed. They're saying precautionary. Brett Gardner is not going to play today. He collided with Ricky Weeks. He has a bruised jaw and a strained neck. Does does not Did not uh, test positive for a concussion, so that was good. Weeks has a bone bruise in his shoulder. Byron Buxton sat. J.D. Martinez might be slightly ahead of schedule. You might get him back. I don't know, fairly soon from the list Frank injury. 
Dodgers are they're putting Franklin Gutierrez on the DL. He plays against lefties. Justin Turner is expected to start today after sitting yesterday. Clay Buckholtz has a partial tear of his right flexor pronator mass. That is apparently something in your arm. Uh, so that could be a long term. Isn't that what Steven Matz is supposed to have as well? Or like a strain, like, which is a partial tear? Uh, Isn't his a flexor mass injury? A flexor tendon? Is that the same as a flexor pronator mass? I don't know. Uh, 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 rookie I don't know da- anything about masses. Yeah. Rookie Davis is on the DL. Cody Reed and Robert Stevenson could replace him in the Reds' rotation. Jorge Soler could start a rehab assignment next week. And here are some tidbits for you. Ooh. Yeah. Alex Bregman was moved to sixth in the Houston order with Josh Reddick batting second against the righty. And Evan Gaddis sat again. Doesn't matter. He's top five catcher. Played three times a week. I feel so stupid. Yeah. Uh, it's it's early. There's still the injury scenario. You shouldn't feel stupid for this. Yeah, that's true. Uh Heath has been, or Chris has been writing, I wouldn't, if Heath had written it, I wouldn't mention it, but Chris has oh, been yeah. writing no, for sure. about eligibility, and Carlos Santana needs two more appearances to be outfield eligible. Which none of us realized at the time. Uh, it was kind of one of those things we, it, once somebody realized, we were like, wait, Carlos Santana's been playing right field? <laughs> yeah. And he's I, started two games there. I feel, that I feel stupid for not realizing that. Weird. But he hasn't gotten, I think we noticed that like four days ago, and he hasn't gotten a, an appearance since, so we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that, but that would definitely boost his value. Yeah, it'd be nice. Trevor Story says he feels really close to coming out of a slump, so hope he's right. Cool story, bro. <laughs> Gregory Polanco sat against a lefty. I, I am a little concerned about Polanco. I don't think he's necessarily going to start sitting against lefties, but I, I just worry about that shoulder. Just a day off. Yeah, he's been terrible. Clear your head. Mitch Moreland hit his league-leading seventh double of the season. Man, one of them should go over the fence at some point, right? <laughs> I guess so. And he's got seven doubles. Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts have combined for zero extra base hits. It's a it's a space jam situation, I think. Mm, I have no idea what you mean by that. Mitch Moreland has stolen Mookie Betts and Xander uh, Bogarts' power. Okay, of course that's what you meant. Very... Have you ever seen Space Jam? Yes, but it's kind of the central conceit. Everyone knew exactly what he meant when he said that. Did they? I. You should they? do a Twitter poll. I should or Chris should. You should. Okay, I will do that hours. while you guys answer some questions. So I got some emails. I think they're relevant, not just for the emailers themselves, but for all of us listeners out there. Uh, except for this first one. This first one is really very personal. It's from Anonymous. I'm not going to name this guy because I was very mad at him yesterday. You were mad at him? Yeah, I thought it was a very rude email. Very rude. And I responded. Um, but But I also think it's funny, so let's read it out loud. Adam, you're an idiot. First off, points for using the right your. That's true. If he had called me an idiot. That's an upset, really. That's a – wouldn't have bet on that. Well, first of all, let me let me back up and say what happened. Yesterday, if you missed it, I said – I don't want to get too personal. I don't want to talk about who I like and don't like. I hate Marcelo Zuna now because he said, quote, I detest cats. I thought it was pretty obvious sarcasm. If I failed in that regard, I'm sorry. I don't hate Marcelo Zuna. I love cats. It was a joke. Uh, but this guy wrote, Adam, you're an idiot. Can't believe you now don't like Ozuna because he detests cats. If you get offended because of that, you need to grow a spine. Jeez, no wonder our world is so PC now. I got bingo. 
Like Heath, I am now an Ozuna lover, and I will pick him up when I can. You have bingo because of the PC thing? Yeah. Yeah, so I just thought that was a rude email, but also funny, so thank you for contributing to the I think we have our first entry into the 2018 For the People (laughs) Podcast League. Cats are great. Uh, All right, this is from Peter. Wainwright or Finnegan, rest of season? Finnegan. Finnegan easily. This is from Ryan, 10-team head Actually, there was something interesting with Wainwright. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was having trouble commanding his curveball in his most recent start. So he started pitching like Francisco Liriano. He was moving around on the mound, depending on whether it was a righty or a lefty, uh, who was up to the plate. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on his, um, I think he was lining up on the third base side against lefties. Okay, interesting. So, just keep that in mind. Didn't really work. Uh, yeah. from, from, uh, from Ryan, I'm considering dropping Anthony Rendon for Jan Hervas Solarte in a 10-team head-to-head categories league. What do you think? I don't really believe there's as much separation between the two of them as um, the consensus would say, but I would still rather have Rendon. It is in a 10-team league, I think it's, an interesting thought because I think we all had Rendon right around number 10 at the third base position anyway. Um, but you probably have a worse player than Anthony Rendon, right? The fact is it's a 10 team league, so maybe you don't, but Solarte, he's, you know, this was a guy that Heath really liked and he's gotten sort of incrementally better every year of his career. I kind of feel like he's streaky. I don't have, I didn't look it up. I don't know if that's true or not. But I just not really confident that he's going to put it together for a full season. I do like the fact that he's hitting cleanup. Yeah, well, somebody he's has to have clean a up. A lot that. of RBI. A lot of protection behind him. Well, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, Jake and KC. With Colin McHugh injured and fires being terrible, is Chris Davinsky worth a speculative ad in case he joins the rotation? Is there a chance of that? And is a 12-team Roto League the right format to give that a shot on Chris Davinsky? I'm not particularly moved to try to make this happen. I, I mean, I, he's kind of interesting right now in a Roto League just as a super reliever. Isn't oh, yeah. He? Oh, yeah. We need to give this guy some credit. As a reliever, Chris Davinsky has been like 100 innings, 100 strikeouts last year. Uh, though he did do some starting last year. Uh, but he's been great as a reliever. And I'm going to tell you something. As a starter, he actually had five starts last year, and four of them were pretty good. One was terrible, and it was at Boston. We know how tough that is. Uh, I don't I don't think this is a bad call. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think we need to give Chris Davinsky a little appreciation, a little attention right now. Yeah, I would guess with McHugh Hurt, he's probably next in line. Um is it Michael Feliz, the other guy who was also a starter that's pitching out of the bullpen for them? Yeah, I believe um, so. And then they've got Francis Martes in AAA. So they do have some depth, but, you know, they talked about Chris Davinsky as a rotation option before the season, before ultimately using him in the bullpen. Uh, so I do think he'll get a shot at some point. Okay, Ryan in Lutz, Florida. I've never heard of that. I have to drop one of the following pitchers in my 14-team head-to-head points league. Who should I drop? Amir Garrett, Francisco Liriano, Jarrell Cotton, or Willie Peralta? Peralta. Peralta. Let me tell you about Harry's Razors, and then we'll read more emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. 
there's nothing like a good shave, guys. Nice, clean, comfortable shave. Nothing like saving money on razors and razor blades. I, I don't know if there's a bigger ripoff out there than razor blades. Try Harry's Razors. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash F-B-T, as in fantasy baseball today. Harry's dot com slash F-B-T. Great offer I'll tell you about in a minute. I started using Harry's Razors last year. I will never use anything else. Look, for decades, one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of its customers. So two guys just like us, Jeff and Andy, they started Harry's Razors to fix shaving. They bought their own blade factory. And by taking less profit and selling directly to you over the Internet, you're saving money. Harry's offers their blades at half the price, just $2 a blade compared to the $4 or more that you're going to pay at the drugstore. And is it a good shave? Yeah, of course, it's a very good shave. And Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades, they're going to give you their trial set for free. All you have to do is pay $3 for shipping. So go to harrys.com slash FBT. Get a razor handle, a five-blade cartridge, and shave gel. All you're doing is paying $3 for shipping for a $13 value. harrys.com slash FBT. You won't regret it. Give it a shot. All right, more stuff from our listeners. Chris from Oklahoma. Could you break down Keon Broxton versus Steven Souza? Uh, one or the other or find a way to have both? What do you think, guys? I feel better about Souza this year. I think Broxton still has more upside, but neither of them are still young enough to where I feel like they have star potential anymore. Yeah, I, I guess the edge goes to Souza right now just because there's a guarantee of playing time that Broxton doesn't have. The one thing Broxton does have is he plays in Miller Park. I I think Broxton's going to get the playing time. What scenario it, that does he not get the playing time? Um, the current one. He does not play better than Domingo Santana, and Lewis Brinson is ready. I guess it, I guess they should take a step back because he's been playing, but they have the DH at Toronto right now. So you're right. I, I mean, he's got 19 plate appearances. He's been well. He, well, he got hit in the face. He got oh, hit in the face. Right. Yeah. Uh, I no. I I think for the next two months, it's a a battle between him and Domingo Santana to see who gets to stay in the starting lineup when Brinson's ready. Okay. Um, but it'd be nice if he didn't strike out in 40 percent of his plate appearances. Sal from Los Angeles, should I pick up Eugenio Suarez or Mitch Haniger? Haniger. Hager. Vinny from Atlanta. Why is Xander Bogarts batting sixth? Is this some sort of cruel joke? Mitch Moreland is hitting in front of him. I'm starting to question my own existence. Uh, the only explanation I've heard is they wanted to free him up to run more, and you'd rather run with bad hitters at, at the plate. Is that really something you this heard? Is, yeah. your fault, Adam. <laughs> is yeah, it a that's... problem that he bats sixth? It's not ideal. I mean, you lose about... For most for most lineups, I think you lose about 20 plate appearances over the course of a full season with every drop spot in the lineup. So from second to sixth, you're looking at 80 plate appearances for a full season. That's pretty significant. Yeah, second to sixth is significant. Uh, I'm just I'm gonna look up where Hanley Ramirez batted last year. Fifth he, or sixth? He batted. I fifth. believe he was fifth pretty consistently. Yeah, he was he was a fifth hitter. So. What's interesting is their number two hitter currently is supposed to be an on-base guy, and I don't believe he's drawn a walk yet, Andrew Benintendi. Okay, he walked a couple times yesterday. Change that. Welcome. And uh, this is from Dan. 
Heath looks like Travis Shaw. May explain Heath's love for the Brewers' third baseman. Maybe I'm crazy. Check it out. Thank you very much. Travis Shaw is a very good-looking man. I think you do look a little like him. And our, our last email is from Paul in Carlsbad. It drives me nuts, hyperbole, that you never mention the Bad News Bears while discussing baseball movies. As a child of the 70s and 80s, it had a profound impact on my life. I wear my Chico's Bail Bonds shirt with pride, and those in the know want one. It's a good one. It's a good point. It's a very good baseball movie. It's it, not yes, Major League. much better than Moneyball. Mm, okay. I don't know okay. about that. The much. remake wasn't very good. Yeah. Shocker. Um, I forgot Richard Linklater directed that, which was surprising. But the original was... Yeah, great. What's his name? The the angry guy. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton and oh Walter Matthau. Well, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he's the man. And uh, this is a follow up from Paul. Why isn't so? Obviously, I don't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Heath does. Chris, where do you fall on that? No, it's clearly a Christmas. Movie. No, you guys are idiots. Uh, why isn't Die Hard a Christmas movie? Simple. There is no Christmas in Die Hard. The day never happens. It's an action movie that takes place in December. Amazing point. I never even thought about that. It's not even Christmas. That's amazing. So by that logic, the fact that a golf tournament takes place during Caddyshack definitely makes it a sports movie. No, it's not a sports movie. You don't care the at all. Big Lebowski's definitely a sports movie. Oh my gosh. The sports are so irrelevant in those movies. You I don't care like about like sports. I feel like 90% of love actually takes place on days that aren't Christmas. I would like and for you to take all that's a Christmas of movie. the golf and golf course scenes out of Caddyshack and tell me how good the movie is. It's the set. Does any of Home Alone take place on Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. For sure. All right, uh, ye- yesterday was a day of firsts. We'll come back and we'll do some band names in a second. Yesterday was a day of firsts. Andrew McCutcheon got his first extra base hit. Russell Martin and Austin Hedges got their first hits of the season. David Robertson got a save. And Giancarlo Stanton hit his first two home runs of the season. Let's stop there. McCutcheon, first extra base hit. Russell Martin and Austin Hedges got on the board with hits. Robertson got a save. And Stanton hit two dongs. What stands out? I would say uh, if Robertson maybe gets another save or two, let's see if you can trade him before he gets traded to a team where he's in the setup, man. Or the closer. I think if he gets traded to Washington, he's pretty clearly going to be the closer. Yeah. Good point. Um, Stanton. Stanton was off to a kind of troubling start, I think. He was getting hits. He just wasn't getting home runs. Um Helps that it was a lefty. He is much better against lefties, but it's good to see. A good reminder that he can still hit the ball very, 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 very hard. I believe both home runs had an exit velocity above 110 miles per hour. All right. Uh, more firsts yesterday. Lorenzo Cain got his first extra base hit of the season. Will Myers drew his first walk. Keon Broxton hit his first double a day after hitting his first home run. And Matt Cain got his first April win in his last 19 April starts. Wow. Um, Kane first extra base hit, Myers first walk, Broxton first double, Matt Kane first April win in 19 April starts. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to give Will Myers some praise in the office yesterday and immediately got this the response is, from Chris. This that, is completely misrepresenting the discussion. I just he, want to point out that he hasn't even drawn a walk yet. Keith and then, is deliberately misrepresenting the nature and context of this discussion. Scott follows Thank up you. with, he's going to have to start running if he's going to be as good as he was last year. Well, that's exactly true. What Scott said is true. But Heath is lying. I'm very excited that. about Will Myers. He looks good. Yeah, he's off to a good he's start. He's trying. 
he's trying. He got a little complacent after the All-Star break last year. So I'm I'm also optimistic. But we know he's not going to have a good walk-to-strikeout ratio. It's going to be hard for him to have a great batting average, right? No, I don't. I, I think he'll be have an average average. And we would like to see some steals. But those come in bunches sometimes. Uh, Lorenzo Cain's off to a nice start. I mean, he's not hitting for any power, but nine walks, seven strikeouts, three steals, and a 308 batting average. He's, he's been pretty Lorenzo Cain, except the walks yeah. are a nice addition. It's, it's good to see because there was a little bit of concern about that oblique injury at the end of spring. Would you rather have Lorenzo Cain or Steven Piscotti? Or is it a I... depends on what I need kind of thing? Yeah, probably yeah. depends. He had a very good game yesterday too. Piscotti and points, Kane and Roto. Would you rather rather have Badger, uh, Lorenzo Kane or <laughs> Andrew Benintendi? Kane. Uh Benintendi. Alright. Let's do three up and one down. Three up number one is Aaron Judge, sixty seven percent owned. My name is Judge. Two for three with a home run. Two runs, three RBIs and a walk yesterday. He's homered in two straight games. There's no doubting his power. Uh, but Judge is batting 308. That's, you know, it's hot right now. Three walks, six strikeouts. Like, for him, six strikeouts in eight games is, it's like amazing. So, I'm intrigued. I don't know where he ranks with guys like Broxton and Carlos Gomez and Carlos Beltran and Hunter Renfro. Um, but he's in that discussion, right? And I feel like he was sort of at the back of that line when we were drafting. Oh yeah, he was, I would say, going undrafted more often than not until the very end. Yeah, I moved, I've moved him up a little bit in my most recent rankings update, but he's still not to the point to me where he's must own. Uh, Aaron Judge? Okay, yeah, yeah. he's not must own, but would you, okay, Carlos Gomez homered yesterday, but he's been kind of a tease this year. Would you rather have Carlos Gomez or, or Aaron Judge? I think I have Ju- Gomez slightly higher. Yeah. Okay. Ender Enciarte, he hit two home runs yesterday. Would you rather have Enciarte or Aaron Judge? Uh, I'd probably rather have Judge. Yeah, probably so. And Ciarte is three up number two, by the way. After the All-Star break last year, he batted 341, 396 on base, 440 slugging with eight steals in 72 games. I think he only had two home runs in those 72 games, and he matched that yesterday. So he's not going to homer. Um, and then three up number three is Ryan Zimmerman, who's 53% owned, is just off to an excellent start batting 382. So how about Ryan Zimmerman or Aaron Judge just as a utility? Who do you think is would you you would prefer to have? Um, I'd probably rather bet on Judge as an upside play. Okay, Judge. Let's see. Let me give some more outfielders here because I think Aaron Judge is pretty interesting right now. Yankees. Yeah, and- he he has made the adjustments he needed to make. He struck out forty four percent of the time in ninety five plate appearances last year. That's down to. 20% in his first uh, 29, very small sample size still, but his hard hit rate was excellent last year. His uh, batted ball profile seems like it should be excellent. Uh, he's cut the swing strike rate down to 12.8%. This is all very early. It takes a while for these numbers to stabilize, but this is exactly what we wanted to see from Aaron Judge. Real quick, Heath, if um, I might go to the Cardinals-Yankees game tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. If you went to that game with me, who would you root for? So I'm going to watch the Cardinals and the Yankees with you. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> I'm rooting for lots. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a ton of beer. Oh, well, you're gonna need a ton of money then. Uh, Aaron Judge or Manuel Margot? 
Probably Margot. Margot. Aaron Judge or Steven Souza? Souza. Judge. Man, you're going to get burned by Steven Souza. It's going to hurt. I'm not going to get burned it's by Steven hurt. Souza. I've got him as like a top 50, 60 outfielder. All right. And uh, one down, DJ LeMahieu. Any concerns about DJ LeMahieu? No. Not at all. Some pitchers from yesterday that we haven't talked about. John Lackey is striking everybody out. He's got 17 strikeouts in 12 innings. Uh, Marcus Stroman threw a complete game, and he got the loss. He's striking nobody out. He has uh, nine strikeouts in 15 and a third innings, but, you know, he's being Stroman. Michael Fulmer had uh, another good start. Yeah, it was pretty good. Three, three runs in six innings against the Twins. It's fine, but seven strikeouts, and he's off to a good start. Anything you want to say about Lackey, Stroman, or Fulmer? I think some of those runs for Fulmer, I was watching that game, I think some of them were inherited. Um, I'm no. not 100%. No. I don't believe that's tr- no? No. true. They were down 3 nothing, I think, and then Romine uh, hit a grand slam to go up 4-3. Okay. Uh, um, no, I, I think John Lackey is pretty much who he is. I don't buy this big strikeout jump. But he had I'm, he had a, a great strikeout year last year, for him anyway. It was like 8.7 8. Yeah. or something. I would bet he had a two-start stre- stretch last year where he struck out 17 as well. Um. Yeah, I think he's roughly a strikeout per inning guy, John Lackey. Oh, okay. Well, that's great for him in his career because 8.6 last year tied a career high. Yeah, I think he's close. He'll be close to what he was last year. I think but he ran out of steam last year in the second half. You should keep an eye on on Lackey. None of us really liked Lackey coming into the year, right? Scott did. Yeah, Scott did. I would expect. I mean, he's 38 years old. I definitely think you need if if he keeps this up for a couple starts, I would be looking to sell him. Okay. And uh, I I think Marcus Stroman is just terrific, and I don't know why Toronto can't hit. Toronto really can't hit right now. I actually was listening to the broadcast yesterday, and uh, the announcer, the, or two days ago, the Blue Jays announcer said, you know, the Indians in the playoffs, they threw so many breaking balls to the Blue Jays, and he expects that pitchers are going to come into Rogers Center and just, even when the Blue Jays are on the road or whatever, and they're just going to pepper them with breaking pitches and not give them fastballs. It's interesting, but Donaldson's playing hurt. You know, he played, but he he was pinch run for in the in the ninth inning. He's obviously not moving well with the calf. Bautista's ice cold. They're all ice cold, so it's not a tough matchup right now. I um, are are you worried at all that Strowman's strikeouts just aren't there at all at the start of the season? Like we were kind of hoping the second half of well, last year when his strikeout rate went up. He had five and six and a third last start. That's about what I think his upside probably is. He faced the team last night, though. The Brewers led baseball in strikeouts last year, and Stroman struck out four in nine innings. I, I, honestly, I still think he has Dallas yeah, Keuchel upside. Are we really like are we going to nitpick a guy who just threw a complete game with no, two runs allowed? I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I'm into I'm I'm into it. Yeah, like, you're going to care if he strikes out six batters per nine for the year. Yeah, but if he strikes out seven, I'll be fine. Because he's it. not going to throw complete games without having two runs very often. That's not sure, that's not the recipe. I, I just like it was working for him. I, I think the thing about Marcus Sherman is he's he has shown that he can be two different types of pitchers when he needs to. He started relying more on the four seam fastball for swinging strikes and strikeouts last season in the second half, and it worked for him. But that two seamer is also really tough for batters to square up. And if he's in a situation, I think, where he can get away with relying more on the two-seamer and not need those swinging strikes, 
I think he can do that as well. I think I, there's he ha, he's the type of pitcher who has the ability to attack hitters in different ways. I just wonder going into a game, how do you know when I don't all, think you do. all the con like so I think you like, like pitchers adjust to what they're seeing from opposing hitters. But guys, I I laid it out during spring training. He had a big strikeout rate Stroman in the second half last year. You take away the two starts against the Astros and it was like 7.5 per nine, which is a yeah, little bit better. Yeah, but if you take away the, the two worst, like that, that. No, it's not. That it's, logic, he, that logic never works. He racked, it does work. He racked up the strikeouts against the, the team that swung, that probably led the AL in strikeouts. But if you take out his two worst strikeout games, you're going to see a similar move in the other direction. It doesn't make sense to take a small sample size and make it even smaller arbitrarily. I don't think it's arbitrarily though. I think it's looking at like like you say, all right, this guy's got four starts and well, he faced the Padres in one of them and they're terrible. I don't I, that's taking a small start and small sample size and making it even smaller and I think that's actually the right thing to do. I think it helps add context. And I don't think like yeah. Stroman is not a six strikeout per nine guy. He's a seven strikeout per nine guy. That's that I'm I'm fine with that personally. I expect that. And I think he can be, I still think he can be a great fantasy pitcher at seven per nine. I, he can be. I'm not trying to say that. I, I, I said positive things about him in the preseason as well. All I'm saying is if you're a seven strikeout per nine guy, you have a small margin for error and you do not have as much control over your own success. Do you, would you rather have Stroman or Keiko? Um, I will take Stroman for sure because I still believe there's a chance that he strikes more guys out. But I, they are very, very similar. But as as Keiko has shown, you don't need to be an elite strikeout pitcher if you get sixty percent ground balls. Right. No, he like, just have to he be just, better he just than has he's to be average. If he's just an average strikeout pitcher, I think he's got ace upside. But but he's gonna have to do something different than he's done for his first three hundred seventy seven innings to get sure. to average. But he struck out guys in his first start. He didn't yesterday. I. It just. I, I'm not. I'm not in crisis mode with Marcus. No, Stroman. nobody said Nobody's, crisis mode. You don't I have just, to be. It's just about what category is going to help you in Stroman or Stroman or let's see, um, Cole Hamels. I would probably go Hamels, but I may need to relook at my rankings. Hamels. Yeah, Stroman or James Paxton. 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 All right. Let's read some band names. What would our band name be if the four of us, including Scott, started a little little music group? The Non-Zero Chances or Non-Zero Chance? Uh, yeah, one of them was Non-Zero Chance the Rapper, which I liked a lot. Yeah, I I just think like Non-Zero Chance is great. Like, hey, we are Non-Zero Chance. This is fantasy baseball today. I I love it. Uh, System of a Dong, PM Dong, Dong like Henley. That. All good. I like that. Leonard Skin Nerds with N E R D S capitalized. Dong Fogarty. Dong. <laughs> yes, because he's even got the baseball song, you know. Exactly. That's. We we could just be Cash, which would be Chris Adam Scott Heath. Yeah. And the the S could be a dollar sign. And uh, I'm not going to say the names of the people who uh, sent these. I apologize, but I appreciate all your all your uh, suggestions. We could be an acapella group called Adam Azer and the Bullpens. No. <laughs> Scammed by Kreeth. Sure. The Kreeth scams. The false truth sellers, based on yesterday's true or false game. Uh, Woba War and the XFIP. Sorry, go ahead. There was one, uh, the tragically FIP, 
which I liked a lot. <laughs> Tragically, FIP. Uh, the Angry Aegis and the Younger Guys. Sure. Random Number Generators. That's great. The White Strikes. I like it. The Dong Show. Uh, all right. And Three Men and a Baby. Sure. I Who's think, the baby? Yeah, probably me. I think yeah. I like um, Non-Zero Chance. What do you guys think? Well, that that seemed to be the consensus. I feel like like the three first responses we got were all non-zero chance. I thought you hated non-zero chance. I hate that we say it. I think I think it's funny as a band name. I think it's good. And System of the Dong, I think, is very funny too. What about Grateful Stat Heads. <laughs> Grateful Stat Heads. That works. I like that. Uh, well, these are very interesting and funny suggestions, and I thank you all for it. And that will uh, take us to the end of the third. Sabers oh! the day. Any um, Sabers the day. Any uh, DFS advice today, Heath or Chris? No. What? I haven't looked yet. Sorry. No. Why not? Um, because it's ten o'clock in the morning, and it's the ninth show of the baseball season, and it's the first time you've asked me if I had any DFS advice, <laughs> and I haven't looked. Joe panic at the disco. Uh, now that, that's been a popular team name, so we can't use that. All right, if we look at the late slate tonight, there are only six games, and here are the pitches. Pitchers: Matt Andres and Luis Severino, Kevin Gossman and Francisco Liriano, Jimmy Nelson and Bronson Arroyo, Robert Gazelman and Wei Yin Chen, Jesse Hahn and Jason Vargas, John Gray and Madison Bumgarner at the Giants. Will you be playing J.T. Riddle? Is that a Pitcher for some team? I, no, it's not. <laughs> I don't know who that is. You don't? No. Chris? Sturgill Phipson. JT Riddle is a shortstop for the Miami Marlins. No way. Ha- already has a hit this year. <laughs> Just like Steve Selsky. <laughs> I have no idea. Outfielder for the Red Sox? What? Yes. How about Lurie Garcia? Oh, Larry Garcia. That actually I should know. Um, give me Reds. Reds outfielder. No, White third, Sox third outfielder. Base. Oh. Oh, of course. Unlike your boy Alan Hansen. <laughs> no idea. Los Campesinos hitters. All of these guys already have a hit this season. Wow. And he is a second baseman for the Pirates. All right. Do you have to go Madison Bumgarner tonight, or would you maybe go Gazelman at the Marlins? Yeah, I, I I think both are decent plays, but I'd much more likely go with uh, Bumper. All right. There's your DFS advice. Sorry we couldn't be more helpful. You can uh, just tweet Chris and Heath. They'll help you out. At C-Towers, CBS, at Heath Cummings, Senior, at Heath Cummings, SR. Um, Clap your hands, say you. Oh, we're still doing band names. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We are Non-Zero Chance. See you later.